Hello and welcome back to the Hiring Advantage podcast. I'm Chrissy, and for anyone who is a repeat listener, welcome back. So glad you've returned to listen to me. And for anyone who's just come across the podcast, welcome, welcome. Hiring Advantage is the podcast for small business owners who want to scale through hiring teams. And this podcast gives you an overview, especially for small business, in how you can do that really easily. And you can use this podcast as a bit of a guide. So there are usually a mix of episodes, some more educational content in terms of hiring process, general hiring knowledge. And then we have guest podcasts as well, where we bring on either small business owners who talk about their experience hiring teams and how much fulfillment it's given them. It's very inspirational. Or other experts who can add value to you learning to hire for your teams, about teamwork and and leadership and all those sorts of skills. So today we are doing a solo episode and I really wanted to dive into this concept. I thought it was really interesting. So I love to read. I love to read business books to the point where I had a weekend to myself this weekend and I, I went to the shops on Saturday with the goal of buying some clothes or getting some inspiration from a branding shoot. And I walked away with two business books. I'm such a dog. I'm reading, I'm currently reading The Sales Bible by Jeffrey Gitmore. Um, Gitmer, Gitmer, sorry, Jeffrey. Uh, And I'm also reading The E-Myth, which is actually absolutely fantastic and I'm really enjoying it. So I will definitely be sharing some insight. It's so relevant for hiring and recruitment and I can't believe I've not found that resource sooner. It's incredibly valuable. So can't wait to talk about them in the future. Today I wanted to talk about the five love languages. So if you haven't heard of this, this was a book originally written by Dr. Gary Chapman in 1992. And he was actually a marriage counsellor. So he delved into how couples who were going through marriage counselling were communicating and found that for many, many sessions, he believed everyone expressed love into five different categories. So category one is words of affirmation. Category two is acts of service. Category three is quality time. Number four is physical touch. And number five is gifts. And then since then, he others have observed him and has become wildly popular. So absolutely national bestseller. He's done re-releases of the book. He's gone on to rewrite the book for relationships with your children and communication in the workplace, which is why I thought it was such an interesting topic to dive into. Now, categorically, guys, before we dive into this episode, I can tell you, I actually had spoken to a counsellor in the past about the five love languages. I find it incredibly interesting. I have read his book, and I can categorically tell you that my love language is words of affirmation. So I receive love and I mostly it's how I show love as well with words. Hence, <laughs> podcast makes so much sense for me, right? I like to talk, but I love to hear words as well. I love reading. I love written words on the page. I love hearing words. I need to be told, like if I, you know, if I get dressed up to go out, I need to be told like 10 times that I look nice, <laughs> that my earrings look nice, that my dress looks nice testimonials mean everything to me reviews on the podcast mean absolutely everything to me so I it's not that I don't appreciate the other things I would appreciate a handwritten letter so much over a physical gift it just means the world to me like someone writing a really thoughtful card someone sending me a nice email podcast reviews would absolutely mean the world to me right (laughs) so for for you that might not mean that might not mean that to you if your active languages say 
physical touch or it's quality time. It might not mean the same to you. For me, words of affirmation are everything. So they absolutely mean the world to me. So if you ever do get the chance, write a review. It, and 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 this is why this episode is going to be so valuable because it's it's quite can be quite hard to understand where the other people are coming from if you're so hardwired to be something completely opposite, right? Um, we're going to look at the five love languages, particularly with the workplace in mind and how we can really bring those the different five love languages into various steps throughout our hiring and sourcing process and when we onboard our dream teams because if we think about the fact that everyone receives love and 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 I'm not talking about necessarily romantic love but it's things that trigger them it's things that stand out to them it's things that make them feel really good it's what they appreciate if we can think about touching on the different love languages when we are most trying to attract someone and I talk about attraction all the time but think of attraction like love right if you're trying to attract someone you probably want to test all the different love languages why not while you're while we're talking through like what the historical five love languages are I really want you to think about yours and then if you do have team or you do have clients maybe that you work with really closely this can be a really useful skill and I think that I think the original book is incredibly helpful and as I said he has done quite a few related works as well so as he's done five love languages of appreciation in the workplace Uh, so that's obviously really relevant but we're going to dig into both the original version some of the information from the workplace version and then we'll really pull that into the hiring process the original five love languages are words of affirmation quality time receiving gifts active service and physical touch it is really important to think of these in terms of examples so the 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 words of affirmation one is compliments right it's common sense Uh, But he, according to Chapman's theory, each person has one primary and one secondary love language, right? So, and he gives an example of if a husband's love language is acts of service, he may be confused when he does the laundry and his wife does not perceive that as an act of love, viewing it simply as performing a household duty, because the love language she comprehends is words of affirmation. So verbal affirmation that he loves her. She may try to use what she values, words of affirmation, to express her love for him, which he would not value as much as she does. If she understands his love language and mows alone for him, he perceives in his love language as an act of expressing her love for him. Likewise, if he tells her he loves her, she values that as a true act of love, right? So let's <laughs> let's transfer these love languages to the workplace. Now let's go for words of affirmation first, and then we'll talk about how we can embed these into the hiring and onboarding process as well right so words of affirmation now if you relate it to a workplace that would be recognition so think about in the workplace words of affirmation triggers inside humans and in a work setting it would be recognition as the key driver people strive to achieve and thrive on positive affirmations. So if you encourage your team members to thrive on recognition and keep developing themselves professionally and always seek out a new challenging task. So think about how you can weave that into your hiring and onboarding process. Like I think specifically this could be in your job advert. So, you know, we have a reward culture. We celebrate each other's success. We love the work that we do. You could put in client testimonials in your job adverts and really show a light on that recognition. So I've seen beautiful job adverts before where they say, 
with a quote, this is what our clients say about us, or push them to your website where you get in affirmations from your clients. Your There's recognition, you can talk about your rewards and recognition programs in your work if that's applicable you can talk about how you celebrate success together and then obviously when they're onboarding you need to reinforce those messages again so onboarding packs are incredibly valuable and you talk about your team you also introduce them to the team you maybe get your new employee to write a bit of a bio and you announce them and you get your team excited about how wonderful this person is in writing right so it's all of these words of affirmation when you're onboarding your team member you should be talking to them really frequently and using positive language. So it is a given that everyone who joins your business is not going to be 100% up to speed all in one go. So it's how you're going to reinforce what's going right really early on to make them feel great about themselves. Remember when employees start in your business, they're the most highly engaged that they're ever going to be. So using these words of affirmation or recognition words, languages is so, so important. And it's going to talk to those people who affirmation is their first love language or it is their second love language, for example. So if we look at acts of service, which is the second love language in terms of the workplace, these kinds of people, so people who love acts of service, they hate being singled out in the workplace, but thrive onto the network of of support their team or leadership bring. As a leader, if you help out with their workload by assisting them in finishing a task or supporting them even when mistakes are made, you have earned their loyalty and drive them to do their best work. This shows that you value what they do. Acts of service is jumping in and helping people. This is is quite an interesting one. I believe that as a leader, in the early stages of your business at least, you should have some a decent level of understanding of the tasks that this individual is going to do in your business. Like, yes, when you outsource, you are hiring experts to take the work off of you and you're not necessarily close to their work and what they do but there should be some element of their onboarding and training process where you fully understand the work and you can support them and dig in so I can give you an example in my business so I love writing job adverts right it's one of my favorite parts of the recruitment process but I have hired a recruiter and she does the end-to-end recruitment process but she she doesn't mind writing job adverts, but she writes them probably quite technically. And I've got a little bit more of a like quirky flair on them. So she w- she loves it when I cast my eye across her advert and give her feedback. Now, I don't rewrite her adverts. I will sometimes put comments on the document and give her suggestions or I'll record her a video and send it back. But to her, she sees that as an act of service. She knows that, that I love writing adverts. That I get really good feedback from our clients. It's not that she doesn't, but she values my expertise in that. So I support her with that in the workplace. In terms of access service, I think it's just being really kind and compassionate and checking in with people and understanding what their workload is. It doesn't necessarily have to be you who jumps in and, and does all the work, but you know, checking in on people, having those touch points and being able to redistribute the work to make sure that they're okay. If this individual has this workplace piece suggests they really really don't like being singled out you can do this in like a group setting and talk about you know use your project management tool talk holistically about the workload I really believe active service is more of that support right so it's jumping in doing the work leading by example not leaving someone on their own and yeah maybe they're not maybe they're not going to be won over by a load of praise and being told they're doing it good maybe they want a bit more of a hand-holding approach 
So the next one is quality time and the workplace looks at this in terms of professional development. So for some people, the verbal recognition is going to be their language. For them, it's a strong investment in their growth. So how, as a leader, can you help this employee? You could send them to courses. You could give them engaging content to consume. You could support them holistically and you will earn their undying loyalty. So this is going to be all to do with training in their onboarding process and touching on that when you advertise, right? So I, something I'm seeing is in this post-pandemic landscape, people really want to understand like how you're going to get them up to speed in the job. So yes, given you usually hire someone with a similar skill set to the role that you want to fill, right? But there is always going to be a learning curve. There's always going to be new systems and new technologies for them to learn when they come into your business. And I am seeing a real trend of people talking about how they train and get their new employees up to speed in their hiring process. This real trend of talking about how you're going to train people, how you're going to get them up to speed. And this can be ongoing professional development as well. So if this is something you offer, And also I think maybe talking about the growth of your company as well and the opportunities for them is really important in the hiring process as they are on board and continuing through their life cycle. So the next one's physical touch. Now, obviously we need to be incredibly mindful of this in the workplace. I'm never going to encourage physical touch, right? But how this is tackled um, is professional intimacy. So people instead of a physical touch it's the response to leaders with open door policies where there's a two-way discussion can take place and leaders who take an interest in their life and work so taking an employee along to a client pitch for example bringing them along to meetings getting them really involved so more of that tight-knit relationship it might be asking their advice so I find I'm like I'm smiling because it's a physical touch but we need we would transfer in these into a workplace and a hiring process so the way I would translate this is what I see when I look at job adverts written by small business owners or any communication interviews it's like we go from these like normal functioning human beings who you know if they met someone in a if they met a stranger or someone that they were trying to build a relationship with at a cocktail party for example or at their friend's barbecue They would act like a normal person and ask questions and just be kind and friendly. And in these hiring conversations, sometimes people just go into super professional and uber serious mode where the adverts can be a bit dull and professional and not bring their personalities into it. I've seen adverts where they're just big lists of all the things that they need done in their business. And they're really trying to attract someone. They're not really being open. This is this is my take on it. So it's about really shining your personality and really being warm and inviting someone in. So we could really talk about that in terms of an interview process. Being really kind, leaning into someone, showing positive body language, being very kind and compassionate and caring about their feelings. Having the interviews is more collaborative. So the way I structured my interviews, I have a really clear structure. I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, but I really, you know, we really move the chess piece back and forth across the board right it's like my turn to talk then it's their time to talk there's always space for questions throughout the interview you're really trying to reassure them you're really trying to be kind it's trying to build that 
intimacy in a setting where it could otherwise be a little bit sterile and particularly if your brand like your website your instagram your socials is very warm and very friendly and then you are extremely professional and sterile in your adverts your interviews your onboarding process it doesn't match up it's not authentic and it's not endearing for people to want to work for you so i think that's how that love language could be applied there so the final love language is gifts and rewards so some people might find spending time with their leaders is not the driver they need to produce good work they appreciate being rewarded with tangible items which helps them to see their worth to an organization or to their leadership so this could be sending a bunch of flowers or sharing lollies or taking them out for drinks or taking them out for a lunch setting bonuses setting commissions and this will enable people to do their best work so they are rewarded by a tangible goal pay could could absolutely potentially be money now we need to be mindful of just purely rewarding people for money it is a given that when you're hiring someone and you're offering a role it is an exchange of good for services so you're going to advertise the role you're going to ask them to come and do work for you and you're going to pay them monetary rewards can work but I think we need to look at this differently so I've seen some amazing examples of where rewards can work in corporate gym memberships fantastic massive tax right off your business if you can do it so like your fitness passports for example it could be like, I look, I'm a massive believer of like you celebrate people's birthdays. You celebrate anniversaries of the like one year, two year, three years in your business. You, I mean, I send Christmas presents and Christmas cards to your staff. Like I, I really think this is the bare minimum that you should be doing regardless of if it's their love language or not. I think, and you can so easily do it when you've got a small team. I have seen it done really beautifully in corporate, like recruitment and sales, my background, they're really into like giving you gifts and <laughs> we used to get little hampers and stuff like that. And it it is really nice. I think rewards is not my highest thing, but it usually comes with a nice card where they write something lovely. So I, I think that's really valuable. Onboarding gifts is absolutely one that you can do as well. I'm, I started a job around Easter and they just put like a limp bunny on my desk, which was really nice. So, and, and, and if you... If it's a part of your business that you're giving client gifts anyway, it's not such a big stretch to give your team gifts. And even if it's just, even if it's just sending them a beautiful notepad and a pen, like that could be quite lovely. Or if you've got branded stuff, there are definitely ideas for it. So I think it, that's really going to be about your culture and where it fits in. So I'm I, like, I love Christmas. I love sending Christmas gifts. I think people work really hard around Christmas, and I think it's quite sweet and quite appropriate. Um, you know, you could be doing like, if you're a wedding business, you might want to send Valentine's like presents, for example, you know, you're in the business of love and sharing that. So I think that's some really good examples there. I recommend everyone gets a bit of an overview of the love languages. It is worth a read. And I think it's just, it's a nice way to be able to communicate with people on the whole anyway. So I mean, if you look at them more holistically and outside of the workplace, you know, we look at generally words of affirmation could be things like sending a note, sending text, a card, just genuinely encouraging other people. Your physical touch, like obviously we're not going to use it in its traditional sense where we're using physical touch, but we could use nonverbal. So we could use like body language. We can just be like, kind in our communication as well 
receiving gifts. Um, so being thoughtful, giving gifts and gestures, small things matter in a big way to people who have this as a love language, but work out where that fits into your business culture and giving gifts. Once someone started in your business, absolutely, but maybe in your onboarding process as well. So spending quality time, I mean, this really comes from when you've got one-to-ones with your team, you're having uninterrupted and focused conversations, supporting them with their work or understanding their workload and making sure that's shared between a team. And acts of service will be using action phrases like, I can help, I want to understand, they want to know that you're with them, they want to know that you're part of their team. I say this with a caveat, as we step more and more in a leadership role, there's only so much hands-on work you're going to do, but this could be about building appropriate processes to make sure your team members are supported as well. I hope that this was an interesting episode. I will put the links to the original books. I always want to credit the work um, that I'm referencing. And if you've got any questions or you want to share your love language on your socials and and tag this episode, I would absolutely love that. I'm always really interested. I look forward to sharing more reading recommendations and how, um, and typically more on the business side, but I did just think this was really interesting. I will absolutely share it all in the show notes, but any questions, anything you would like to share as a takeaway, please do so. And as I said, my love language is words of affirmation. So write me a review, drop me a Instagram message, it would mean the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.